Hello podcasters and welcome back to another episode of the EJT podcast. I hope you are all well. I hope you've all had a lovely week. I hope you're all staying safe and I hope the sun is shining wherever you are today. On this week's podcast, I am joined by Dan, a contemporary dancer and choreographer from Spain who is now living in Scotland. I first met Dan and came across his work when I was trying to find guest teachers and choreographers to come and teach for my summer school. I knew I wanted a contemporary dance workshop day on the summer school and I really wanted to give my girls authentic contemporary dance training. Training with somebody that has lived and breathed contemporary and has trained in it as their main source and style of dance. I am open to all styles of dance and contemporary is on our timetable and I have trained in it. However, I haven't lived and breathed it. And I wanted my girls to understand a different genre, a different style, a style that I know, but I'm not familiar with myself. And I didn't feel like I had the knowledge and understanding to pass that on to my dancers. So I knew that I wanted somebody that could do a better job than me and could teach them something that I couldn't and give them knowledge that I didn't have. So I ended up finding Dan and he just blew me away with his confidence, his passion for dance, his professionalism, but above all, his artistry. And I knew this from the first moment we spoke and I knew that my dancers could learn so much from him. I think he's so inspirational and taught my dancers so much not just about contemporary dance, but about dance artistry and looking at dance from a different viewpoint. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and I hope you're as inspired as I am. Okay, so we are lucky enough to have Dan on the podcast with us today. Now, just tell me how to pronounce your full name. Is it Dan Navarro Lorenzo? Is that right? Am I right? So professionally, my name and real name is Daniel Navarro Lorenzo. But my friends call me Dan, so yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Such a lovely name. Okay. Now I'm gonna get straight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get straight into it. Um, so my first question is, how did you get into dancing? How did it come about for you, and how did you fall in love with the whole thing? Well, lovely question. So let's see. Hard to say that. I was around like 14 years old um, uh, when I was in the high school, right? And of course, every day you have to do a lot of homework and, uh, you know, like uh, study for exams and all of these after school. Mm -hmm. So I was going home and I always put the radio, I put MTV and I started to watch these um, music dance videos. Uh -huh. and, uh, I just love it, you know, I, I, I was starting all the time sweating and stretching and dancing with the music, listening to new songs, release it, and I was so into it, and I felt like good, I, I felt like I was good doing it, and I was trying to copy the movement of the uh -huh. dancers, of the music videos, and I don't know, it was something inside me, but no one never seen me before like dancing like it was in my room you know in my own and all my life what i did before was uh, swimming so i never danced in, like any class or nothing like that so it was something i wanted to show to the people and share it so it was this we call carnaval that is like kind of a halloween thing in, in spain and it's like when you dress up uh, it's every 23 of february so okay dress up and go to the school with dressing and um we call carnaval so uh i was 
dressing us as a, as a pirate, and I normally my groups normally girls uh, showing a dance school thing from to the high school, so yeah. you get some awards and you know like a school thing, and I I wanted to show that I dance well. So from to old school, like there were like four hundred people showing from them. I start to dance from to everyone with the music I choose and stuff, and I couldn't hear the music and everything was really loud because everyone was like screaming to me in a good way, you know. So like everyone loved it and just finished my solo uh -huh. that I created my own in my room. Everyone, I was fifteen years old at that time. Everyone come to me and hug me and say, "Wow, oh, you're so good! You have to be a dancer. You're amazing!" And that was amazing. I said, oh, "Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> so let's go for it, yeah." And that was more like I—I I mean, I wasn't—I didn't know anything about dance. I just trying to copy music videos and this stuff. But yeah, it was like uh, commercial dance, I would say, on that moment, like without any technique. But on that point, I knew what the conservatory in Barcelona. Uh -huh. uh, who give you a professional uh, diploma or professional? Uh, yeah. Like, and is uh, is that like, like a um, is that a full time co uh, college? Yeah. So this is like a uh, yeah, correct. It's just six years of studies. Oh wow! And you have to do an audition for getting. So okay. I didn't know what you they asked, so they asked me ballet and contemporary, which I didn't know what it was at that point. And I went to a private school, and they said, this is contemporary, do you like it? And I said, okay, yeah, so you start tomorrow. So it was uh, nothing that was, I like it from the beginning, that it was more like bringing spirits and this stuff. And I love it, and I still love it. Uh -huh. But to enter to the conservatory, it was not all that world, you know? It was so, so okay. different than what I always was in my mind. So it was really interesting to to enter in this different kind of different discipline. Completely and, different, yeah. yeah. Enjoy it, so I, and after the year I went to audition and get in and six years in the conservatory yeah and what do you think um because obviously you danced and you trained in Spain so how would right. you compare that to the training that that's in England and that's in the UK and um that kind of training how does that compare to the training in Spain right so as I told you six years of studies so a different here if i'm not wrong i'm not really sure about it but the main contemporary dance schools in uk as far as i know is from three to four years yeah that sounds about and right yeah also people i think something like that right so uh also there is this the space i think it's called well as far as i know also the people who start these studies are pretty old in terms of like it's around it's more like a after high school, I would say so. The years of people who joined this school are eighteen plus. I uh -huh. think, if I'm not wrong, that's correct. Yeah. And yeah, so the conservatory is more the mentality of ballet world that you start earlier. Also, okay. it's true that in my courses, because I wasn't the contemporary special speciality, they were also older than me, or the age should be. But still, that the ages and the starting is like younger people, right? So. Yeah, there was in my class, it was a mix between 13 years old to 16 years old, uh, I would say. Two class class like this, yeah. So, depends now because it was six years, and of course, by the last years also. The difference also, I feel like, because we didn't exchange on the fifth year with the London uh, uh, school, the, the place school, and my conservatory, and also we went to Rambert. And the difference, I felt like my conservatory was really based in ballet. Okay. And the technique we train was Lehman technique that also is really 
close to bullet wall. And I felt that here, not much, they were really attached, for example, on that and this is what we are talking about 12 years ago. So we're really touched with Cunningham and... And Mark Graham Mark and, and yeah. Was there a lot of boys that trained in Spain or was there a lot of boys in your class? Was was it more female? What was that like in Spain? And So I think we were like, let's say 20% were guys. Uh-huh. We were around 15 people per class or 12 people per class and I would say three or four guys we were. Probably. Okay. How was your how was your parents and your family and how supportive were they when you decided that this was your career path and that this is what you wanted to do? So my parents didn't. I mean, my father, it was a bit different. My mom do believe it more, but my for my father was okay because of course it was a the moment I entered the conservatory was every day been there many hours and for me it was like I don't spend high level of hours a day. Uh, like was every day three to eight. I was super tired and after keep going because in the mornings I have high school, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't spend like uh, a lot of time just just for be a hobby because for my father it was more like a hobby. Uh huh. Like he was came more like uh, this is something like you can have for fun or for train or whatever. And for me it was like no way. This is what I'm gonna do forever. And mm-hmm. I, wanna, I don't see this is what I want to do in my life. Gonna be like that. But my father never really believed that, and my mom was, yeah, more believing this. So, but I never cared much what they say or not, because I knew this is what I want to do, so it's not any question about it. And I thought, I was a bit like, I didn't see another life without that. So for me, it was both this or nothing. Uh-huh. And I don't want to, that, that sounds wrong, no? But it was in my head, because I knew it's going to happen. Whatever, whatever happens in the life, like my father or my mom, you know, I don't care. I gotta go for it, and that's all. It's not. It's the only way you get things out in the end, no? So. So the school um, that you trained at in Barcelona, um, obviously you said was highly, that you know, you highly studied in your ballet and your contemporary. So mm-hmm. I was going to ask you why you chose the contemporary route. Um, but obviously that was handed to you and that's how you trained and that's what you knew. So um, have you ever tried any other styles? Like I know you said you used to watch music videos and you did a lot of commercial and things like that. Since, you know, having done your training, have you done it? Have you taken any other styles? Have you done any other styles of dance? Okay, so uh, I mean, the conservatory, my conservatory was uh, specialized in the human, of course, inside contemporary, you have a lot of different uh, modern dance techniques, no? And um, mostly we work uh, limon techniques. But of course, it's Limon. Is that right? Yeah, Limon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 mostly work on that one, but some teachers also we have from Horton technique, uh, also release technique. Not much, but we did some, of course, improvisation and stuff. So instead of the contemporary wall, we tried to take mm-hmm. some more bits of other graph and also, but. Like if we say outside contemporary in the conservatory, it wasn't. Yes, true. The first two years we studied a bit of the Spanish dance uh-huh. with the Castanuelas and that, but that was disaster. But it was part of the curriculum of the study, so you have to learn the first two years and everyday ballet also. So outside that, it wasn't an option of another specialities called conservatory. They have free careers, so you can choose or ballet or contemporary or Spanish dance. Okay. And inside each of them, you have to do all of them too. But of course, you specialize more 
the repertoire you're gonna perform after or, or study gonna be in your contemporary mindset, no? So, um, no, we didn't touch, and I personally, I, I never touched another one, because, I don't know, I was clear I want to do that too, and it's uh -huh. already a lot, you know, so. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, it's not because I'm not interested in any other kind of move, but it's true, if I try maybe with some friends to do some another techniques, I never feel it that it's hard to say, not right to me, but I didn't feel it like... It doesn't fit in your body. Some yeah, it like yeah, doesn't I fit. Good, like I don't feel good in myself. Yes, yeah, I know I what you're saying. I know exactly I what you're saying. Like, uh, you know, like jazz or like uh, tap. I'm disaster doing tap, for example. <laughs> I cannot the flamenco. I'm disaster. <laughs> I cannot listen of tapping in coordination with my feet fast. But some contemporary choreography might help these things also. So it's good uh -huh. to have all these technologies. Yeah, of course, because today is everything so mixed. Mm -hmm. No. But I'm not good, so, yeah, I don't know. No, it's it's really interesting. Um, so contemporary, I, I know I've spoken about this um, before to you in the past, but I think there are um, a lot of misconceptions around contemporary dance. And I think contemporary dance can be one of those styles that dancers included, as well as people that are not familiar to um dance and and um artistry within dance it can be one of those styles that you can go oh my god i hate that or that's hideous or or i really love that or i don't get it what do you think the misconceptions are about contemporary dance and what's your thoughts on that so the people i think have to what's happened this is something that makes me think a lot about it because it's so right it's not easy dance let's say for everyone to understand or to like it not even so why i try to i don't know why i don't know the answer but this um let's say like for example ballet mm -hmm. that is super attached to the contemporary world super yeah attached. for sure uh, but people have an idea what is ballet really clear even if they are on tv or never saw anything but they have this picture you know, of a ballerina yeah what if they like her say any other kind of dance people have an image of that but the contemporary if you are like a person who never been in all the dance scenario area no one knows what it is. even me when i was 15 i didn't know what it was and they say yeah yeah for the conservatory you need to do also an exam of contemporary dance and i didn't have any idea what it was that i thought it was kind of a lyrical dance you know yes first head, like, i think that's what a lot of people it. think at first yeah, it's kind yeah, of like I mean, a lyrical jazz yeah. kind of yeah. vibe but it's it I, it's so far from that i feel absolutely it's absolutely really really like different no and uh, i mean i didn't i didn't know so it's, it's i think because also so many techniques in Thai, so it runs from the first dancers from ballet world who wants to break the rules of ballet no Mm -hmm. So it's very attached to 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 this, and uh, today it's true that also compared to the modern dance of, of contemporary, everyone is kind of mixing so much. Yeah. I feel it's not uh, very clear what is contemporary, what is not. Could be maybe for for, for people who is outside uh, of the contemporary world. I mean, so. Uh, it's really open also in the same way now. And then it's like the, the contemporary art scene, the sculpture or painting, it's so open that 
anything could be contemporary dance, no? Yeah, and, yeah. And not for me, but for some people, yeah, and I think that's wrong, not true. There's so much strain behind of that, because it's it's not just one step or something. It's something that you're never going to be perfect. You have to work on it hundred times, and even if you're a professional, you're never going to reach there. So it's kind of a ballet step. You're never going to be good enough. You have to train 100% to do it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. So, yeah. I totally agree. Um, since you then graduated from your training in Spain, what happened from there? Where did you go from there and what did you do? So the conservatory was, this was 2010 and uh, I graduated. So that was the most, but not the scary, but yeah, of course, you are safe for six years knowing what you're going to do every day, you know? Mm-hmm. So first, one hour and a half of ballet, one hour and a half contemporary, one hour and a half intro repertory. And after six years, this feeling, what you gotta do, what the next step, yeah. where to go, what to do. And it's scary because in the end, uh, contemporary side, it's not, there is a lot of dancers and really good level, but not that many opportunities and work in the end, not as many companies. Yeah. So, and as in Spain, it's not, uh, there's a lot of talent, but it's not companies at all. A different to UK that there is more than, than Spain, there is a lot of more opportunities here, no? Okay. So I was like, what to do, what not to do? So for example, uh, there was, because of course you send what you have to do is to make your CV and send to auditions, uh, but you need to be invited to the audition. So of course, when you just graduated, normally people doesn't want you because you don't have any experience, even if you are good or not, whatever. But they would want to see your CV that you have a previous dance experience of contemporary, yep. like who you work at, which stages, which company. So that was a bit hard, but my, I think the lucky was, it was like, I went to a junior ballet company. Okay. Michael Junior Ballet is a, is a contemporary dance company, but it's kind of a postgraduate, uh-huh. but it works. So it's kind of a, uh, I did actually two. The first was in France, in south of France, in Montpellier, and the second one was in San Sebastian in the north of Spain. And this company works like they have a, uh, they invite the professional choreographers with high level. Uh, the only difference between that and a professional company, the people, the, the dancers are just graduated. They're new. Okay. The level are really high and you can pay even. So we were touring all, all Europe and I mean, actually, if I'm honest with the company in San Sebastian, that's called Danza's Compania. That was, even if it was a postgraduate, and I get paid not a lot, but some support, yeah. That was the most professional company work ever, can you imagine? And my colleagues will tell you the same, and they're in the companies now of national ones and blah, blah, blah. But, like, there was amazing, like, the train there, because it was a postgraduate, but it worked as a professional company. You work every day, warm up. A lot of rehearsal with a new career and after tour, 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 and you tour as a professional company. So yeah, that gave me the, the bridge to go to the to after have a meeting, CV already to to be accepted to any audition. Yeah. So you were part of a company. How does your day differ from being part of a company from when you were in training? How's your day made up as part of a company? What do you do? What does that consist of? So, like, the difference, of course, when you, like, you, somehow you are more free, you know, because you have a warm-up uh, class every day, one and a half of warm-up, could be ballet or contemporary, yeah, and from there you just jump for the rest of the eight hours for, for uh, normally Monday to Friday, 
one hour and a half warm up after maybe a break of 15 minutes and you start the rehearsal of the day for the next performance or premiere what is coming no whatever you, the problem you're doing and uh, yeah also it's a bit when they invite choreographers and you work with this girl for normal it's like three to yeah like three weeks normally you have with a girl for to make a new production or a repertory piece and just get ready to the stage you know so mostly the most important is no the technique you have it of course i mean still you work on it in your warm-up classes but the warm-up class even if it's a technique class is for your warm-up for the rest of the day for be ready for the choreography the difference in the school you are learning yeah yeah you're learning the steps you're learning how to move it's still not like when you're professional is the same but you are making class for warm up your body and get ready for the choreography you know so it's the other you're in the other level let's say so now you're living in Scotland. How do you find being a freelance dancer, choreographer, teacher in Scotland? So this is a new step also I take for me. I'm, uh, since I started this thing, I told you when I was 15, 16 years old, I entered the conservatory, you know, and I was really clear I want to be choreographer. I don't know, I knew it. Always I knew it. Mm-hmm. So I knew I want to learn as much as I can as a as a dancer, yeah. uh, learn a lot from a lot of choreographers as much as I can, be as much companies as I can, uh, learn from other dancers, from other colleagues, from other companies, from other countries I've been living to, to have this vocabulary on me, on, on my body, to know how to move, to have more, to take things and get inspired from all these people you know, all these years, no? So this already, i more than 10 years on that side of being professional dancer, no? And also I work in choreography in all these 10 years and I always love it and people say, oh, your choreography is, uh, have something really special, really good. And it's something I always wanted, but I say, no, first I want to be more in the side of being a dancer to keep uh-huh. learning, no? Uh-huh. After these 10 years, even if I did choreography, now I'm more focused on, on my own work, no? And still I dance for others and I do love that too. But I want to, I'm chanting, no, no, here in Scotland, as you say, and yeah, I'm more focusing on, on my side of choreographer and doing more my work. And I feel it, it's, it's great to be in a school, like it's different to Spain, as I told you. Uh, it's a lot of support to your own work, and that's great, no? Because in the end, what you need when you're a freelancer is, is the support, no? And people who believe you and uh, push you also. In economic way, because yeah, we would love so much that. But if I want more dancing and stuff, you need funding. You need also space where you can rehearse or when you can create. Yes. And yeah, there's a lot of here opportunities, a lot of residencies, space, a lot of applications. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good. I think if for that stage, I I want also my career. I'm in a good place. Because previously I was in Singapore, no, and in okay. Singapore that won't be possible. That okay. Possible because. I, yeah. So previous to living in Scotland, you were in Singapore. And what was you doing out there? Company. Yeah, so I was there working for two years for a national dance company called uh, Frontier Dance Plan. And yeah, I was there working for like the invite choreographers. Yeah, I was working. And was you, was you working as a dancer or as a choreographer at that point? Yeah. I mean, the thing is like normally all companies, not just the Singaporean one, all the companies have been working. You work as a dancer for that company. My contract is a dancer, a full-time dancer for that company, no? But inside the program of a year, normally all companies have like one 
once a year you can create your own work and share under the company. So yeah, but you're still under a company, right? Yeah. So and yeah. your focus is as a dancer. So it's not like you can sell after your piece to festivals and no, it's something you do under the dancer of the company for the company and for one performance probably or maybe two nights, no more than this. So yeah, but I did it. I did that. Yeah, you know, companies have been working normally, and uh, yeah, what I'm saying the difference between Scotland and there is like because of this and stuff, no. But I couldn't be free to dance there. First of all, I just could be working there as a full time dancer on that company, and there is not the opportunity that I would have like there is here in in in, in UK. Uh, yeah, mostly because of. of it's a lot of support here on that way too for the freelancing. So it's something that Singapore first, if you're not local, they don't want to help you. That's for sure. <laughs> and second, uh, there is not many. I, I, as I can tell you, after that company was not much going on there. Okay. There's a few more companies, but not much going as as here. So yeah. I think that is such an important thing to feel the support, and I think right now more than ever. I think everybody is supporting everybody more than what they have ever done. And I think that sometimes you forget that you need that support and you need to feel the support from people and not just people you know, but even people you don't know. And I think that's such an important thing um, for everybody. Yeah, yeah, because I think they're also really open to to everyone. So it's not like... like uh... They might like me because of this or this not, you know. I think mm. they're it's a it's a it's a culture of something that like want to to believe in what you do and want to support that, no? And that's very nice. And also from you, Erica, you know, I came here and you've been one of the first also uh, workshops I was leading in in a school and just moved here, no? And you didn't know me, but you trust me and you just give me the chance, no? So. And it's like that. It's always like that. From the small things, small small moments yeah. become something. Yeah, for sure. We don't know. We don't, but it's always like this. But we don't know what this is gonna end. No, but yeah. You have no idea what opportunity you then created for my dancers, and you know what new things they learn and opened up their minds and you know and and made them more aware of other things and other styles and other ways of teaching that's not just my way of teaching and and males in the industry because that's not something again that they're that they very used to up here and being taught by a male and how different that is to being taught by me and and things like that so you you I mean you were you were amazing and having you up for a workshop when we had you up um the two times we've had you up has just been it's just been incredible and I know all my girls have loved it it was lovely. I mean, uh, the, uh, as I told you, and I'm going to say it here again, no, because I think, uh, and I say it, anyone when I say, oh, I've been in Melbourne, I love it the word there because it's something with, with your girls. Uh, I told you already, this amazing energy that, yes, if I compare it a bit to contemporary world, uh-huh. it's so different because it's uh, not, and also not just, it's not about contemporary or another technique, really, it's about the. Uh, what you give to the motivation for sure thing. and i felt they were so motivated and so active and so into learn and able to push even if some of them never did contemporary i remember the first class there was full of of people like all levels all ages and they were pushing all together in the same way with the same energy and i have to say that's something and i can see that you build it that uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's, Thank it's, you. It's amazing because it's what we need in the end. That's, yeah. that's the, the main key for be successful. 
For sure. What would your advice be to young aspiring dancers that want to pursue this as their career? I think uh, be insistent. You have to be annoying with yourself. You have to repeat and repeat and repeat. Think that never, never, like this kind of feeling that is never perfect, but it's going to be better every day, whatever step you're learning and trying to do. But you have to reach the perfect, but in the same way, it's never be perfect because it's everything. Time you challenge your body in different ways, no? And everyone, every time you need to, to refresh yourself, to keep, uh, keep pushing and not to arrive to this high level. Because in the end, it's always, I say that always, is a uh, people better than you is going to be always. You also going to be always, of course, of course. Even the best dancer is not the best. They're always going to be better who do this, pirouette better than you, whatever. But uh, who makes the difference? Why you're going to get this contract in this company? And what, why not? Is because this, you have something that is just yourself. I'm just Daniel Navarro Lorenzo. And this person next to me who is doing the audition is not Daniel Navarro Lorenzo. Maybe this director is going to like me more because of that. Or maybe he, he likes more that, that person because... I don't know. It's really subjective, not in the end. But I think we need to fight for, yes, technically, technically be the best in our own way, but also find out where, what it makes difference to the others. Why, I Why do have you stand to be out? The one, no? yeah. And I think also what I have to say, I feel like the new generations and all the, the, the youngest students today, I think it's something about the new generation. They just want to be there. Uh-huh. They want to do amazing things. Uh-huh. And that's great. I love that too because it takes the energy up. But I think it's also, I think it's always time also for the fun part. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a moment also for the train and be, do thousand periods, thousand tangues, thousand be correct with your arms. And after the fun will arrive like this. You know, and I feel like um, it's nothing negative because. How to say this? Uh, I've, like, you have to touch both sides. You have to have the dance fun part. Yeah. But you also have to eat a lot of, uh, not to eat well, not to grow up. Yeah. So, yeah. I think this is something we're missing from new generation. Just a bit. I don't want to be negative because they have the energy. I think, I think they are, but, I think they're so hard on themselves. They strive for perfection, but they don't allow themselves to climb the ladder. Like, you have yes. to climb the ladder to get yes. to that level. You can't just skip. Like, if you miss a step, you're going to trip. So take each step okay. and allow yourself to make mistakes because that's the only way you're going to get better. Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, in the end, in the end, I was talking about technique. It's like, the technique in the end is just um, an structure to know how to move better your body, to go even more sure. far away after with this fun. that's such a fantastic way of thinking about technique because I think sometimes you think that technique you have this vision of what technique the perfect technique should be when in fact my body is wired a different way and and it's prepared to do other things and everybody's body is different so I think technique looks different on everybody's different bodies depending on on what they are and I think like you said you know getting your technique level up to the point that's right and and a high standard for you not a high standard of what you think it should be on somebody else 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because like the technique near the end, everyone has to learn how to make the technique in your own body. Mm-hmm. And I have a great teacher who always tell me, you need to somehow, because I'm not the most flexible person, no? So when I was a student, she used to tell me, you need, when you're performing, you need to lie to the audience. You need to know, to find a way how to, for example, if everyone put the left here, I will put it 90 degrees, but not one. 180, no? So you have to find your way, your personal way, how to cheat that to the audience, to find your own way to people believe that your leg is also there. No? Yes, yes, it's yes. It's also trained there. It's also in your own experience that is coming from technique. Of course, come day by day, you will discover things, how to move, how to reach this point. And of course, with the strong structure that we know, that the technique is there, but you need to adapt it to your own body, because as you say, and that's really important. Everyone is different. I mean, that's nothing about it. But it's a good thing that everyone is different, and that's the point we need to get after to say what is the sense you give, like this other girl or boy doesn't have from you, you know? Like mm-hmm. why? So when you do this mix and you know how to play with the technique, you learn many years because that's a process of years and years and years. After, and the technique never finishes. I mean, you you keep learning even being professional. For no? sure. And. Just, just technically, it's just like a like a dictionary to to know how how to control your body in in the best way, because you don't know what the new choreographer gonna come to the company to ask you what to do, and you have to do what he wants that you do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. if you have this technique, you gonna know how to move your body in yeah. which way and play with that, and also how you make it in your body with your feelings and yeah, toppings. <laughs> For sure. Before we finish. I would just like to ask you if you would mind teaching me some Spanish. Oh, wow, yes. I want you to teach me how to say, thank you for listening to the podcast and keep dancing. Yes. So, gracias por escuchar este podcast y sigue bailando. Love that. I'm not going to sound as good as you. I'm not going. I'm not even going to try it. I'm not going to sound nowhere near as good as you. Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing I want to say, yeah, like uh, if I was one beginning a bit of the first question, what is difference about the schools and stuff? If I'm talking because in that specific moment I was talking about contemporary schools. If I talk in general now, like for example, if I compare my train to your school, for yeah. example. I do love the idea of, I didn't have the chance to learn other techniques, uh, other, not techniques, sorry, that's wrong, because here you've got the bright, but other, other type of dance, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. let's say, uh, commercial, before funky, jazz stuff, I've never learned nothing of this, and I think that's a good thing, because it's, uh, you, as much we know, it's always better, and in the end, it's just everything the, the same. Everything yeah. is about moving. It's just in different ways, but everything you can bring together, and that's going to make you go even more far away, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I might maybe miss another type of thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, because everything is the same in the end. Everything is the same. It's, it all connects so together. That's good, uh, yeah, that's good that AGP do this different uh, styles and techniques and dance good. I think it's very important. I totally agree with you. I think they all connect to each other and I think they all go hand in hand. And I think what learning one style, you can apply that to so many of the others and Absolutely. and and they all go hand in hand with each other. I've always trained 
in all styles and that's something that I have always been strong strong about is training in all styles don't just train in one style you can't just expect to do um one jazz class a week and progress if you did jazz ballet and maybe a contemporary class and a conditioning class a week then maybe you know you'll start to see an improvement or maybe you'll start to see progress within yourself not because you want to be a ballerina or not because you want to be a contemporary dancer but learning these styles will help you to understand other styles so much better exactly i agree I think the one I told you this again, like the last thing, but it's uh, what you have it there. Like I think mostly, oh, for example, I don't know much, but for example, more commercial dentists have this uh, spark and this fire of uh-huh. movement, fast uh-huh. and, and sharp, and that it's really important because may, maybe I'm naturally this kind of person also, but I'm really sharp and energetic person. No, but many of my colleagues, for example in the conservatory when I was studying, wasn't that level, was more like a ballerina, and all uh-huh. this and beautiful, but don't have this fire. And it's so important when you have all of these materials, uh-huh. how much you can play. And I, yeah, I think that's why it's important, even if it's another style of dance, bring this piece of this style of dance to this technique. After from contemporary, you can bring this contemporary, this, this, this like slow movement or quality of control to let's say funky or you know yeah, anything sure. in the end it's like african dance and it's so and then it's dance you know and dance dance like is dance so much yeah i think i said that to um one of my students earlier on in the week she sent me a video of her dancing or i saw a video of her dancing and she said it's really messy and it's not that great but do you know what dance is dance you're dancing and that's beautiful and that needs to be applauded because you're just dancing. Exactly. Dance is dance at the end of the day, and it all, it's all the same. It's all the same, exactly. It's able to express ourselves, and yeah. Right, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Um, can you just um, tell any of the listeners where to find you on your social medias, um, if they want to um, follow you and see what you're up to, especially your live classes that you've got going on, um, and tell us a bit about that before we go. Yeah, please. So if you want to join my, I do daily classes Monday to Friday at 12 p.m. UK time. Yeah, and uh, it's to join people from all the world, from Singapore, from Canada, Spain, Portugal, UK. So it's lovely to bring union of people in my room to your room because it's like we're suffering all the same the world uh, problem. So I feel like. I want to send good vibes and energy to everyone and people send to me. So please, if you can have a day at 12, I will be there in my room. And also, if you're going to join at that time, the video upload for 24 hours. So you can do it anytime during the day till the next day with a new pack of 12. And you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram account is Dan Barcelona. So D-A-N on Barcelona of the city. Yes, so Dan Barcelona. And yeah, I think that's all. Uh, you can like Daniela or Lorenzo type on Google and you also can find all these websites and social, but Instagram is mostly what I'm using. So I think that's enough. Yeah, because my class daily is through my website, not by Instagram. So it's www.danlorenco, L-O-U-R-E-N-C-O, B-C-N, yeah, danlorenco, bcn.com. And there you can find all of that. So, danlorenco.bcn.com. Yeah.
<laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much again and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you again for joining me on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Dan and I hope that you're as inspired after talking to him as what I was and reassured that no matter what language you speak or what country you trained in, dance is dance and we all speak the same language. A sigue bailando. Thank you. Don't forget to email uh, your questions and suggestions to ejt.thepodcast at gmail.com. Have a lovely week and speak to you next time.